0: Although Solana has the second largest market cap and it's only behind Ethereum, you would not know that by listening to NFT collectors. They make Solana seem like it is just a second-rate blockchain and Solana diehards, on the other hand, will say that there are a million reasons why the blockchain is far superior to Ethereum. And this is really like comparing apples to oranges, but today we will discuss why we may soon find out. Solana is heading to OpenSea. Rumors have been swirling about OpenSeas opening up to Solana for months now. However, nothing was ever confirmed by the company. It all started when various white hat hackers and just people who were snooping around the code trying to figure out what's going on, the future of various websites, and in particular the future of OpenSea. they started to find some code that suggested that things were going on with Solana in the backend. They were able to connect their Solana wallets to it. They were looking through, they saw images saying beta and all sorts of different things as far as... As what the team was working on and that kicked off the rumor mill and of course people have been speculating and seeing if that was even possible compatible with the ecosystem which encouraged more people to go and start to snoop around on the code and that's when all the rumors started coming and people were guessing when it was coming if it were coming there were a lot of debates going back and forth well yesterday OpenSeas officially addressed all of it with a tweet and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes but they said that it was officially going to open up in April. So what does that really mean for the NFT community? Well, it's definitely putting Solana up to the test because there was always that argument as to which one was better, which one was more efficient or had the better ecosystem to build on. And it's sort of like comparing iPhones and a Galaxy S because those are really the two flagship phones on Android and iOS and if you notice that they are always heated debates about what's going on on Android versus what's going on on iOS and if you're a diehard in either camp you can't convince the other one that the uh, other camp is better or whatever it is all the other features and that is sort of like discussing the people that are absolutely diehard in Ethereum and diehard in Solana. It's very hard to compare and even when these iPhones release you notice that they always compare the latest iPhone to the previous generation of iPhones. All the specs, all the the hardware and all the different things never lines up with any Android phone, especially not Samsung phones, so they don't even really make the head to head comparison. And in a lot of ways, that is the difference between Solana and Ethereum. They're so very different. Their ecosystems are different. Their use cases are so different. So it is very hard to really have that debate because there is no head-to-head. However, this is the very closest thing that we've ever come to, having a head-to-head matchup. And it's going to be duked out, if you will, on OpenSea. The reason why this is important is OpenSea is by far the largest NFT marketplace. So having Solana on there, it is going to really open up the world of nfts to a lot of people that are trickling to open seas because they know that is the biggest place so they don't even go to check out all of the different alternative blockchains and seeing what's going on although solana is a second place it is so far in the distant second place that the people that are really coming into this whole ecosystem they read all the headlines and everything they just go straight to open sea and they never hear about all the other alternatives But now it is on a level playing field, and now we can do apples to apples and really comparing to see where is the better alternative to launch, what kind of projects could go on. But also, it has a lot of implication for OpenSeas in general. If you listen to episode number 33, I mentioned that I don't believe in the long run that OpenSea is going to have market dominance. And in that, I discuss all the different issues that they have over-reliance on Ethereum, not being decentralized, and so many other things. However, this can definitely delay the downfall of open seas. I still think those things are stand in place. However, opening it up to Solana, another blockchain, does reduce their reliance on Ethereum. And I think that is a great thing for their business model because pegging your entire business to one stream of income is very dangerous. And this does diversify their portfolio, their risk, if you will, because if something crazy happens to Ethereum, well, they now have a backup plan. They sure had some other alternatives such as Polygon and what have you, but Ethereum is not in competition with Polygon, but they will go head to head with Solana. In episode number 49, I made some predictions that I was expecting to see this year, and one of them was a less reliance as the NFT community starts to move away from Ethereum and all those crazy gas prices and all the bottlenecks and the scaling issues and exploring alternative options. So this really falls in line with that, and I truly believe that OpenSeas does see that coming, and that is one of the major reasons why they're pushing for this. But this really has some great implications right across the board. And first, I'll start over on the Solana side, their ecosystem, with the major marketplace being Magic Eden. There's some other ones, Solana Art, and quite a few popping up because that is much more an open system. And it's not as heavily reliant on one marketplace, although Magic Eden is the king over there as far as volume. But now things are going to get very interesting with OpenSeas coming on the scene. And now it's going to be a fierce debate or a fierce battle between Magic Eden and OpenSea. So I would love to see how this is going to play out more so than even the blockchains. Now these marketplaces are truly going to be at war head to head. And it's going to be very interesting to see how things go forward. And I truly believe that these smaller, more nimble marketplaces on Solana are going to have to really be very innovative. They can't beat OpenSea with size and the sheer amount of money and staff and everything that they do have compared to what they're working with. However, they can test out different things. They can really listen to the community a lot more because now that OpenSea has such a massive market share and so many users, change is much harder over there. And as you can see, anything that OpenSeas does suggest that they're going to do, whether it be their user policies, the way they're going to have the uh, limits with the smart contract on their platform or any kind of thing that they try to change. It always ends in some huge backlash and backpedaling by management and all sorts of crazy things. So these small, nimble marketplaces can definitely have the opportunity to just be innovative and really push the edge. And I think that's going to be a good thing. Because really, that is going to be the only way to stay relevant now that OpenSea is going to have Solana. And for its collectors, things are going to get very interesting because usually people get stuck in whatever blockchain they come into at first. And especially someone who is used to Solana or Wax or one of these blockchains that do not have gas. As I've said many times, it is so hard to come over to Ethereum. So you won't even necessarily look on OpenSea, what's going on over there, just because all of those projects, you're going to have to pay a ridiculous gas fee to get into it. And I can definitely say the transaction fees on Ethereum, you can mint out things on Solana or one of the other blockchains with just the gas fee alone. So because of that, it is very hard to make that jump. And then The Ethereum side, those collectors see themselves as more as a blue blood, blue chip, I should say, collector. And they're not going to look over in the backyard of Solana and looking at the minor leagues, if you will. They consider themselves to be professional investors. And this is just general stereotyping, of course. But if you really talk to hardcore Ethereum people, they won't even look at other blockchains. And it's laughable when you say you have NFTs somewhere else in their eyes. So now you're going to get that cross-pollination. You're going to have very different collector bases with different ideas. And as far as what they can do with their projects and how they're viewing things, it's going to get very interesting because now you're going to have a real mix of the melting of the minds and the communities and discussions and everything. It's going to be very interesting. And even for the project developers now that would necessarily, they would have launched on Ethereum, that knowing that... OpenSeas is open to Solana. They'll be very open to checking out the different uh, options out there now. And it's not just by default. Everything, it's, if it's not on OpenSeas, we're not even going to look at it. Which even does lead for uh, more development because these projects can do a lot more gamification, airdrops and different things that require a transaction on the blockchain that you could necessarily not do on Ethereum simply because it would have been too expensive for the collectors and for the project to be able to do those things. That's going to get very interesting and I'm going to expect to see a lot of projects doing some interesting things and maybe blue chip Ethereum projects might end up doing some sort of spin off or utility using Solana now that you could do all of that in the same marketplace. I don't know, but that's just something that could be uh, down the line. And because of that, this might spell trouble for Polygon because at this moment in time, the main reason that people are using Polygon is because it is definitely on open seas and it just makes things so easy. And a project now that has launched on Ethereum, a lot of times they will do their airdrops and their different utilities using Polygon, it is in the same wallet, it is on the same marketplace, therefore... That is the main utility or the main use case, I should say. The reason for people building on Polygon, but now that Solana is going to be on OpenSea, I think this really changes things and makes people really wonder: Is this something I should really do on Polygon, or should I do it on Solana? Now that they're both on OpenSea, so this is going to get very interesting as far as them squaring off. Until this point, a lot of the discussion has been Ethereum versus Solana, but now we're going to start to hear a lot of Solana versus Polygon discussions. I believe. Sure, we ha- hear it here and there, but. Because those are the two dominant ones, you don't really hear uh, them squaring off against Polygon, but now I think you will. One thing to really keep an eye on, though, is the wallet situation, because right now, the most dominant wallet that is on OpenSea is MetaMask, and really, that is what the Ethereum community uses for the most part with collecting NFTs and trading and DeFi and all these different things. However... Solana's most dominant wallet is the Phantom Wallet. Over on the Solana network, of course, there are still options. However, as far as the user experience and even my personal preference, it is to use the Phantom Wallet. And because of that, things are going to get very interesting. I know that the Coinbase wallet does have cross-chain compatibility and has a lot more flexibility and options. However, I don't know what these other wallets are going to do, especially now that they see that there's a possibility that both of these... Chains will have some very high demand with open seas integration. So I think going forward, we're going to see a lot more chains and a lot more wallets having cross-chain compatibility. So that's going to be very interesting to see. And I don't know how that's going to work out or how the logging process is going to be on uh, OpenSea. But I, I imagine right now when they first launch in uh, the next few weeks or so, that you're going to have two different wallet signed ins I think if you're going to transact in Seoul, you're going to log in using your phantom wallet. And then if you're going to transact with ETH or Polygon, you're going to use your MetaMask. So I think this will end up having two options and two accounts and what have you. But I don't know. It could get very messy. However, I don't necessarily think that is a bad thing. I think separating these could be a good thing simply because it just gives it more points of failure. And that's one thing I do like right now. If God forbid one of these wilds does get compromised, then the only thing really at risk is those particular NFTs on that chain. So I don't know how that's going to go going forward, but that's just something to keep in mind and to consider. But nonetheless, things are going to get very interesting. So what do you think? Do you think this is going to have a huge jump for the Solana prices? Or do you think it's not going to really impact anything because the NFT space is not really moving the market as much as the general crypto market? I think things are going to get very interesting either way. But I'd love to know your feedback and your opinion. Just reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. And as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode as we build Web3 together.